You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Everybody, Adonis Lindsay here, pastor of Bridges. Thank you so much for tuning in with us online. Appreciate all of you that have been connecting with us on our social media. You've been writing this transition out with us and you're uh, getting updated with all the information. We're just excited about the future of Bridges and all that God has in store. So huge round of applause for all you that have tuned in right now to watch us live. And also those that will watch this video later on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And share it with somebody who needs a word of encouragement, okay? I'm going to spend some time uh, today talking about a good time versus a God time, okay? I'm going to say that one more time. (laughs) A good time versus a God time. And I believe so many times throughout our journey of life, we can miss God's time because we're waiting on a good time. Okay. Now I know I've piqued your interest. Some of you are like, okay, I need to pay attention to this. I know when God gave me me this word, I needed to pay attention to it. So we can miss out on God's time because we're looking for a good time. Okay. Now let me go to Ecclesiastes 11 and four to kind of dial in what we're going to be talking about. It says this, he that observeth the wind shall not sow and he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. Okay. Now that's that King James version. Let me break it down with the Amplified. The Amplified says, he who watches the wind waiting for all conditions to be perfect. Now, now some of you right there, that's you. Raise your hand if you're guilty of that. You're waiting for all conditions to be perfect before you step out in faith and do the thing that God is, has been nudging you for weeks and months to do. You're looking for that good time. You're trying to figure out when's a good time to do that. And the only problem, you're going to miss God's time. So since he who watches the wind waiting for all conditions to be perfect will not sow seed and he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. Why? Because you're waiting on that good time. You're looking for everything to be favorable in your favor. Really what you're saying is you want everything to be just right before you take a step of faith. And that's just not how God works. And in our language of life, I'm sure you've heard these phrases once or twice, you know, sometimes couples are like, we're waiting on a good time to have a child or single people. I'm just waiting on a good time to get married. I'm waiting for that, that perfect timing. And, And if you've been married, you know, there's no perfect timing for that. You just take the step of faith and you believe God has brought this person into your life and you and you go to the next level. You get married, you make the commitment. But a lot of people miss out because they're waiting on that good time or I'm waiting on a good time to start that business. Okay, God's been stirring something on the inside of you and and but you're waiting on that good time for everything to be favorable. And that is just not how God works. Or I'm waiting on a good time to leave that job I hate. I mean, how many ever been there? Okay. I got to wait for all conditions to be right. I got to make sure I've got something that I'm stepping into before I let go of this job that I, you're waiting on a good time. Listen, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt of hearing God say it's time to go and having to leave a job and a salary and, and didn't know what I was stepping into. Okay. Was that a good time for me, for my family? 
No, but guess what? It was God's time. And when you move in God's time, I guarantee you some great things are going to happen in your life. Or some, maybe you've heard this. I'm waiting on a good time to go and visit that person that God's been prodding me to go encourage. But you're waiting on a good time. What, what is that good time? What, 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 when, when you feel good, when you're not tired, when, when your calendar is cleared from all the busy activity that you do every week and you're waiting to hit a moment in your calendar that nothing is going on and we like, okay, that's a good time for me to go out of my way and visit that person that God has been telling me to visit. You're waiting on a good time and you may miss that God time. What we're actually saying is this, I'm waiting on a time that is the most convenient and requires the least amount of risk. Oh, man, that hit me. That, I, I, I got under conviction on that one. Wait a minute. I'm going to read that again, guys. It says, after you make all those statements, we're actually saying is I'm waiting on a time that is most convenient for me and requires the least amount of risk. Wow. We've, we've, we've taken God's timing and we've put it in a box of a good time. And if you're going to ever step out in faith and experience the great things that God has in store for you, you're going to have to move out of your comfort zone. Things may not be convenient for you. It wasn't on your calendar. In fact, your calendar was so full. And then all of a sudden, God's time came smack dab in the middle of your busyness, you've got to make a decision. Is it a good time or is it God's time? And I'd rather operate in God's time than wait on a good time because you and I know that good time is never going to come. We can say that till Jesus comes back. Oh, I'm just waiting on the right time. I'm waiting on the good time. I'm waiting on that, that right moment. And all the while God's pushing you and prodding you, but you're waiting on a good time and you're going to miss God's time. I don't want you to miss God's time. You don't want you to miss God's time. God doesn't want any of us to miss his time, okay? So I'm going to give you three keys, three takeaway thoughts that we can all apply to our life today as we move forward, okay? Dive in. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you share this uh, message with somebody out there because I know you and I are not the only ones that need to hear this word about a good time versus a God time, okay? Three takeaway thoughts, and we're going to wrap this up. But the first one is this, guys. Stop looking at natural circumstances around you. Because if you're looking, as we read the scripture, if we're looking and we're looking on the wind and the rain and the conditions and the clouds, we're not going to take that step of faith and sow into what God wants us to do. So quit looking at the natural circumstances around you. 2 Corinthians 4 eight. Let's go to the word of God and see what God has to say about our vision. He says this, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I love that because he's not talking about looking with your natural eyes and we get hung up on looking at uh, the circumstances with our natural eyes and our natural vision. And we use that to base our decision on. Okay. Going back to, okay. 
I know God is stirring me to start that business, but I'm looking at my bank account. I'm looking at my education and it's just not a good time. No, no, no. I agree with you. Maybe it's not a good time, but it doesn't mean it's not a God time. And when you take that step of faith and you take that risk, that's where God goes into action for you. And I love that because going back to the scripture, it says, for the things which are seen are temporary. The Amplified Version says, the things which are seen are subject to change. And I want to encourage you today. If you're looking in the natural and you're looking at uh, things that are against you and you're looking at how can I do what God wants me to do and I've got uh, all these things stacked up against me, the odds are not in my favor. Guess what? All of that is subject to change when you take that step of faith and you step into God's time versus looking for a good time. This is a good word, and I hope somebody's catching a hold of this. I'm going to rewatch this myself over and over and over again till I get it deep down in my spirit. So that was the first thing. Stop looking at the natural circumstances around you. The second thing I want to encourage you with, this is something, take notes, write this down, and ponder on this throughout the rest of your day, week, month, year. Second thing, obedience is up to you. The results are up to God. Whoo, I'm going to say that one more time. When, when God comes along and he's requiring you to do something that, that's going to be of risk, it's going to be inconvenient, it's going to push you out of your comfort zone. When that moment happens, I want you to remember these words. Obedience is up to you. The results are up to God. Now, let me, let me put some scriptural background to that to paint a picture that can help you understand that even a little bit more. You know, back when, when, when Jesus was with his disciples, they just did performed a big miracle. He sent them in the boat ahead of him. And he said, guys, I'll catch up with you later. And they were in the boat. A huge storm came. Uh, they thought they were going to die, you know. And then Jesus comes walking by on the water because <laughs> he's cool like that, okay? He comes walking by on the water as if he were just going to pass them by, like not even looking at them. They're crying and screaming in the boat. We're going to die. We're going to die. We need help. And he's walking by on the water as if he was just taking a midnight stroll, chilling, talking to his father, you know, and all of a sudden they, they looked and they thought he was a ghost. But I love this. Let me, let me take you in there. And they thought he was a ghost and Jesus spoke to him and he said, he said, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. Now, verse 28 in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, that's we'll dive in. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, then command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus, if that's you and you're not a ghost, give me instruction, speak to me and tell me to come join you on the water. Verse 29. So he, meaning Jesus, said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, I love that because he's looking at Jesus and his obedience. Jesus didn't speak. You know, a lot of times people say, well, well Peter's the only one that got out of the boat. Well, Jesus didn't speak to anybody else. He spoke to Peter and he gave Peter a word and Peter acted in obedience to that word. Jesus said, come on, Peter. And Peter took a step of faith. Like I said earlier, obedience is up to you and I. The results are up to God. And when Peter took that step of faith, he was able to walk on the water. Now, let's look at the second lesson in that, in that little story. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. 
and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Now, as long as he was keeping his eyes on Jesus, walking on the water, everything was cool. But the moment he shifted his eyes and his vision and his eyesight to the circumstances around him is when he began to sink and fail. That's a lesson for all of us. When we take a step of faith, you better keep your eyes on Jesus. When we take a huge risk, keep your eyes on Jesus. Because the moment Peter turned his, his eyes around, he began to look at those natural circumstances and he began to sink. But I'm so thankful God's not going to let you sink. He began to sink and he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Verse 31, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Listen, this is where we got to kick out the doubt, the unbelief. When God is calling you to do something, you've got no time. It, it's not a time to doubt. It's a time to believe. It's a time to trust. It's a time to put your faith in God. He said, why, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. What did I say? Those things that you see with your natural eyes, they're temporary and they're subject to change. I believe if Peter would have kept on walking with his eyes toward Jesus, all of that, that, that wind and that storm was about to change anyway. And the thing that you're faced with right now, guess what? If you keep your eyes on God, if he called you to it, he'll get you through it. And that circumstance is subject to change in your favor. I don't know about you, but that's a, that's a good place to shout. That's a good place <laughs> to hit pause if you're watching the replay of this. And, and thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. And I'm going to go ahead and praise the Lord right now because that's just a good word. And I hope you're catching that. And I'm, uh, the third thing I want to bring out, and I'm getting ready to close with this. It's my first closing. You'll get to know that about me. Sometimes I'll close three, four, five times, depending on the response that you're giving. But the third thing I want to end with is you got to trust God in the process. It's a process when God begins to speak to us. And we're, we're faced with that choice. Is this a good time or is this a God time? And when we go towards the God time and we take that step of faith, we've got to trust beyond that first step. Because in our minds, we picture how everything is going to play out. I've learned this over the years of taking risks and uh, uh, steps of obedience. And we take that first step and we think, you know, the angels are just going to start singing and we think this this ray of sunlight is going to break through the clouds and shine on us. And the glory of God is going to be shown all over us. And that is just not how it's going to be. But it doesn't mean it's not a God time. It is a God time, but you've got to trust God in the process. And uh, one of our favorite scriptures, my wife loved this, loves this scripture. This is her scripture. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, lean on. I'll read from the Amplified Version. It says, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Mm. Goes on to say, in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your path. Now, that's a word for all of us right now.
When we take that step of faith, of obedience, and we respond to God's time, and we take that step, and things don't work out like our mind envisioned, we got to remember God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And this plan is much bigger than our plan. And these little things that come against you when you take that step of faith in God's time and God's plan, it's not going to take you out. It's going to build your faith. One of the things I've learned over the years, I've got to keep my mind out of the equation. And that's right there in the scripture. It says, trust in the Lord and be confident with all your heart, your mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. One version says, don't lean on your own understanding. There's going to be some things that God puts in your journey that you're not going to understand. And when your mind can't figure it out, then get your mind out of the equation and trust God in the process. God knows what he's doing. He didn't choose the wrong person. In fact, he was just waiting on you to be obedient. Because as we've already learned, obedience is up to you and I. The results are up to God. God's not going to let you fail. He's not going to let you fall out. <laughs> he's going to keep you right in the middle of his plan as long as you keep your eyes on him and you trust him in the process. You know, even when God begins to speak to me and, and my wife and, and with the opportunity to, to step in and, and, and take over bridges as the, the pastor. And, and I, I looked at all the things I had going on in my world and all the things that uh, she has going on in her world and that our kids are young. And I'm, you know, the first inclination, the first thought was, okay, is, is this a good time for me to, to step in to being a lead pastor of a church. But guess what? It was a God time. I couldn't, I couldn't stay on, is this a good time? Because if I'd have stayed on, this, is this a good time? I'd have missed it. But the fact that this is a God time, and we've taken a step of obedience, and we're able to partner with, with a wonderful congregation and people that are watching us from all around the world online, <laughs> we're gonna see together what God has in store, okay? Obedience was up to us. The results are up to God. Listen, I hope this word has encouraged somebody that is tuned in today. There's great things in store for you. God is not gonna fail you. Let me pray over you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all those that have tuned in uh, to this message, those that have uh, uh, here in the Nashville and Middle Tennessee area, those that have uh, joined us as part of our Bridges family online that watch us every week, Lord God. I pray for them that you continue to lead us and guide us, Lord God, in this journey called life and that you order and direct our steps. Lord God, help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to respond, not based on our flesh, but based on the faith that you've given us to take that risk, to be obedient to your call, and to see what you have in store. We thank you for this, O oh God, and we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said all over the world, amen, amen, amen. I'm listening. I'm telling you, that's a good word. I want to encourage you, go back and, and watch this video over and over. Get it in your spirit. I know you know at least five people in your world, in your, 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 your workspace, your community, your family. You know at least five people 
who need to hear this word. I want to encourage you. Come on, as, as, as a body, let's, let's send this. Let's send this message out to them. Share it with them and see God bless them as God has blessed us today with this word. Okay, guys, listen, thank you so much for tuning in and continue to keep up with us. I applaud you once again for hanging in there with us as we continue to, uh, to uh, go through the transition and we're getting ready to relaunch uh, Bridges Nashville in June, the first Sunday in June. We're going to be back live and in person. We're going to be introducing our new schedule where we're going to be meeting on uh, more consistently on Sunday mornings throughout the month. And then uh, you'll hear more about that as well on our fourth Sundays. Every time there's a fourth Sunday rolls around, we're going to encourage people to go outside of the walls of the building and go out in their community and be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's what it's all about. And then throughout the month, we're still going to be doing our connect groups where uh, people will be able to jump into discipleship and continue to learn how to follow Christ. I'm excited about it. Stay tuned. Make sure you are following us on all of our social media so you don't miss any of the announcements coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, throughout the next couple of weeks, we're going to be just echoing and shouting out, hey, join us for the relaunch the first Sunday in June on June 5th at 10 a.m. live and in person at Bridges Nashville. And of course, those that have joined us as part of the Bridges family online, we want to see you there as well. Join us online, spread the word, but we're relaunching Sunday, June 5th, which is the first Sunday in June, and we're excited about it. Stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, so you don't miss any of our announcements as we get ready to relaunch in June. We're going to see you there. God bless you all. And always remember, it's never too late to make your next days your best days. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.